Hey, what's up, Burned In Teachers? Welcome to episode 155 of the Burned In Teacher podcast. In this episode, I am going to answer a question that was submitted to me through Ask BIT. If you ever have a question for me about teaching, about life, about my experience as a teacher and my burnout story, anything burnout or teaching related, please feel free to go to burnedinteacher.com slash ask. In this episode, I'm going to answer the question, how can I stick to the BIT principles and avoid burning out again, even though there will be so much to learn and create this fall? Let's dive in. Hey there, I'm Amber Harper, former burned out teacher turned teacher burnout coach, dedicated to helping other teachers like you to grow through your burnout and take your next best steps toward what you want from your career in education and in life. After an embarrassing emotional breakdown in front of my teacher besties, I knew something needed to change, and that something was me. I decided that I wasn't going to settle for burnout as my sentence as a teacher, mom, wife, or friend, and I knew it was going to take way more than practicing conventional self-care to make the progress I wanted to make. No amount of manicures, bottles of wine, or bubble baths was going to save this girl. Fast forward to a few years later, and I've used everything I've learned about teacher burnout and personal development to write a book, build a course, and lead a community of burned-in teachers who refuse to settle for a life of burnout as their forever reality. I've used my burnout as an opportunity to become an active participant in my life, in the classroom, and here on the mic using all that I've learned to teach kids and serve teachers. And you can do the same. The Burned In Teacher Podcast is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support to help you grow through your burnout and live a happier, more fulfilled career and life. So take a deep breath, my friend, because you're about to take your next best step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Let's dive in. All right, everybody, we're going to dive right into the meat and potatoes of this question. So I only shared just a small part of this question at the beginning of this episode. So let me read the entire question to you here. The entire question asked, I'm changing grade levels this year from sixth to second. I have changed grade levels several times throughout my career, and I tend to fall into the quote unquote, must work all the time trap at such times. How can I stick to the BIT principles and avoid burning out again, even though there will be so much to learn and create this fall? This is such a great question and something that I think is so applicable to a lot of us. I know I was somewhat in this position last school year when I came back to the classroom after three years of doing burden teacher and Google training full time and... I was going into kindergarten never having experience with kindergarten before. I had 13 years of teaching under my belt, but no kindergarten experience. And I absolutely related to this question. And I think especially with this episode airing close to the end of September, you know, a lot of us have are now back in school. Like we are in it. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think this will be helpful to, you know, people who are going into new grade levels, but I think this will be helpful to anybody who knows that they always have a pattern of starting the school year out on a really strong note 
And then as the days, weeks, and months go by, we start to lose focus maybe or start to fall into old patterns or old beliefs and we begin to start burning out again, especially when the winter months come and we are more tired, more drained, and we certainly don't want to continue this pattern, right? So here's my number one answer, okay? I have I have this separate answer aside from kind of a couple of steps that I want to share with you, okay? Number one, lean on your team. They know more than you when it comes to the curriculum. And I know that that can sometimes seem hard, especially if you have a lot of experience as a teacher. But if you've never experienced that grade level before, ask for help. Because the fact is, you need it. And I know sometimes our ego and our pride can get in the way. But ask, if you have one teammate, ask them, what do you do? Can you share your lesson plans with me, please? Or do you have slide decks? Or tell me, (laughs) this is what I told my teaching partner. And here's why this was my number one piece of advice. When I first started working with Tracy last year for the first time ever, we had we sat down, we had lunch, we had a great time. She brought me into the building. We talked a little bit, you know, about, you know, the beginning of the year and what to expect, etc. And she said, "So what can I do to help you?" Now, I was I'm blessed with such a lovely person to call my coworker. She's amazing. Um, and many other people that I work with. I I'm I know how lucky I am. But I just looked at her. I said, "Tracy, you're the expert. I have no idea what I'm doing when it comes to teaching kindergarten. Just please share everything with me (laughs) and I'm just going to do what you do to get the year started. I said, of course, you know, I know that I have my own teaching style and just please know if I don't do it exactly like you that it's not a knock on your teaching style. So I, I put that out there right up front. Like I know that I have my own unique teaching personality and teaching type like we all do, right? But when it comes to knowing what to teach when, she's the expert. I was the novice and I'm okay with that. And I think that's the first step, admitting that you are not the expert in this grade level. So we need to find somebody that's an expert and ask them for their help, especially at the beginning of the year while we are trying to fall into a flow. That is the ultimate goal is to fall into a flow state right? Where things are just moving smoothly. You feel prepared. You know what's coming up tomorrow, the next day, and the next week. You know what to plan for. You know what to prepare in terms of lesson plans and supplies and all of that stuff, right? Like that's the ultimate goal. So that's my number one thing that we've got, we've got to do if we're going to a new grade level. And I would do the same thing if I was going into teaching fourth or fifth grade, I've never taught those grade levels before. Now, I I have I did start my teaching career in fifth grade back in 2007, um, but it was very short term, and I basically just did everything, not everything, but I, I did most of the things that the teacher previous to me did because I didn't want to throw a whole lot of new things out there for the students because it was the middle of the year. So, um, but as far as starting the new year with fourth, fifth grade, I have no idea. So I would definitely be leaning on my team, okay? If you don't have the luxury, if maybe you're starting the school year teaching a new grade level and the other person that you're teaching with, or maybe you're the only one, um, they are brand new. 
All right, contact somebody from another building in that district, even if they're a stranger. They are an expert, okay? So don't be afraid to reach out and ask for the help that you need, all right? You're going to show a lot of vulnerability. You're going to show that you're willing to learn, and that is a great quality in a teacher. All right, the next thing that I'm going to share with you, I'm going to share with you seven steps that I want you to take any time you are feeling overwhelmed and you're diving into that quote-unquote must-work-all-the-time trap, as uh, this teacher asked, okay? And I lay these out in detail inside of Burned In Teacher University, all right? This is my eight-step process on steroids, okay? There are the eight steps that I share in Hacking Teacher Burnout, but we talk about so much more. We go deeper, and it's just an incredible culmination and deep dive into these steps and into deeper mindsets, deeper time and energy focuses that I do not cover in the book. So what I suggest to all of my students inside of Burned In Teacher is anytime you start to fall into the trap or you start to say out loud or in your head, my plate is too full, I cannot do all of this. Here are the seven steps that I encourage you to follow And this is not just at the end of the school year or at the end of the quarter. This is any time. This could be at 1 o'clock on a Tuesday when you look at your desk and it is a cluttered mess and you have no idea what to do next because you (laughs) – everything's important and everything has to be done right now. All right. That is a lie. All right, not everything is the most important and not everything has to be done now. Okay, so I want I want to lay that out there first, okay? The next thing is, or I should say, the first step is to stop, take a deep breath, and prioritize. This could be looking at what's in front of you, like what has to be done next if you are especially um, ill-planned for the day, what literally has to be done next so I can be prepared to do my job. But maybe it's you getting out a notebook. I'm always, always going to default to getting out a piece of paper and a pencil, all right? And this is – I wish there was a magic pill, but there's not. There's not. The the quickest thing that we can do to get ourselves back on track and to create clarity is to clear our brain. So my first step is to prioritize. And that is simply brain dumping everything that's in your brain onto a piece of paper, um, because you've got to ask, what is my highest priority right now? What is literally most important? Is it my bulletin board in the hallway? Absolutely not. All right. Is it planning for next week if I don't know what I'm doing later this afternoon? Absolutely not. Is it answering that email that can wait? Absolutely not. And this is that this is that grunt work. Like this is that work that maybe you don't feel like doing, but it has to be done. You have to have your afternoon planned. So that's number one. Prioritize. What is most important right now? What has to be done within the next hour to set myself up for success? What has to be done within three hours? Do I know what I'm doing tomorrow morning? That's the most important So I don't care what time of the day it is, if you are feeling overwhelmed and frustrated and you're in that must work all the time mode, think about what has to be done. Because really, anybody out there, like we, it doesn't matter if we are a brand new teacher or not to a grade level, like we get to those points where we don't know what to focus on because there's so much in front of us. My default is always, all right, it is 
1045, I just took my kids to recess. What has to be done? And I always think about me first. Always. And that's not selfish. That is self-care. That is what do I have to do for me next? And if my afternoon is not prepared, that is number one. I am always, I always know what I'm going to be doing in the afternoon. It's typically like, oh my gosh, I have to, you know, this thing changed from yesterday. I just need to make these quick copies. And I always have a list. I always have a list of what I have to do. There's like a have to do and a want to do, okay? Um, So that's number one. Number two is eliminate. What can you abandon? What do you need to cross off your list and say, I'm not doing this right now or I'm not doing this ever. It's not worth my time and my energy. Eliminate it. This could be eliminating things off of your to-do list that you used to say were really important. Again, like those bulletin boards, okay? Um, Or any numerous amount of things that we've told ourselves, quote unquote, have to be done that don't. They rob us of our time and our energy and it doesn't change the results of our students. It just maybe looks pretty or it makes us feel a little bit better about ourselves, but it takes a lot of time. Eliminate it. Get rid of it. This also includes your physical clutter, okay? A cluttered classroom, a cluttered tabletop, a cluttered desk reflects a cluttered mind. And I am not saying this out of judgment, my friends. I am telling you this out of facts. We have to clear the clutter. Get the piles get rid of them. And if it's something that you've had on your desk to grade for a week, throw it away. Just get rid of it. No one will know but you and you have to choose to let it go. Okay. Um, Now I know this is different for everybody, different depending on, you know, what your curriculum is or what your, whatever it is that you teach. But there are some things we just have to let go and try to do better next time. I, I did that. I did that yesterday. Okay. I've only been in the classroom 12 days this year. I already threw something away. I said, I just have to let this go. And I did. So Decide what you have to abandon. Number three is delegate. What can you give away? What can you give away to another teacher? What can you give away to the students? What is it that you can take off of your shoulders and either say, you know what? I I thought that I could do this. I can't do this. Or I won't do this anymore. I I can't. It's just taking me too much time. It could be a committee. It could be um, something that it could be something that you used to do for your students, and now you're like, you know what? I'm going to teach my students how to do that. And it could be something as simply delegating the fact that you know what? We're not going to go to the the bathroom as a class anymore. I'm going to delegate that to you guys. I'm doing this with my students next week, kindergarten. We're not going to go as a class anymore. I'm delegating that to you. You will take care of that in the morning before you come to class because I, I trust you and I know you can do that. So have an open mind when it comes to delegation and give things away. You do not have to shoulder everything, okay? Number four. And oh, by the way, let me back up to number three. Delegating is can also be in the form of asking for what you need as far as um, I don't want to build all of my lessons from this curriculum from scratch. So do you have something that I can use? Okay, so this goes back to my number one piece of advice, which is lean on your team. Ask them. Just say whatever you have, if you're willing, please give me. <laughs> give it all to me. <laughs> all right. Number four is simplify. I am the queen of overcomplication. I will overcomplicate anything. I'm serious. Send me an email. Tell me something to overcomplicate. I can do it. I know we all can because we want it to be perfect or we want it to be um, we want it to be hole free. Like we don't want any holes to be in it. Well, my friends, it's okay. Simplify it. 
Make it as simple as you can and ask yourself, what if this was easy? And if it is something that you know, gosh, I could make this so pretty, make it greater later. Just do the bare minimum, okay? I'm looking around in my classroom. I'm recording from my classroom today, and I'm looking around, and I'm thinking, wow, my classroom looks so much different this year than it did last year, but it's just an evolution of what I did last year. I made it greater later. Last year, I was kind of in survival mode at the beginning of the year, and I just did whatever was quickest. Of course, it was good enough, right? I did right by my students, but it was just good enough. It, it wasn't pretty. And I look at my room this year and I still see some things like, you know, next year, I think I'm going to make that greater. But not this year. Right now, it's good enough. Okay? Simplify. Number five is purposeful productivity. Okay? I want you to think about how you feel about what you're doing when you're doing it. Okay? Do you feel rushed a lot? Do you feel overwhelmed? Okay? If you feel that way, what can you do to change that? So if you want to feel organized and calm and prepared, what do you need to do now so that you can feel that way in the future? How can you set future you up for success? That's what purposeful productivity is. So if it is a Wednesday or a Thursday and you don't want to feel overwhelmed and unprepared, what should you do now to set future teacher you up for success on Monday? Okay? That, again, goes to prioritizing what's most important. Okay? Number six, manifest. How am I making what I want visible? You got to write stuff down. And I mean in a one list. We don't need 15 sticky notes on our desktop or on sticky notes. We, like, we, don't, we don't need that. That's not helpful. Put everything in one list. And this kind of goes back to the priorities list. Make sure every day before you leave school, you are thinking about how you want to feel the next day. And write down all of the things that you need to do. Just dump them all because then you'll sleep. You'll have a sleep on it. When you come back the next day, you'll be able to look at what is a truly a priority. You're kind of going to go back to number one, prioritize. And you can go through these steps every day. All right? Uh, number seven then is systemize or streamline. Same thing. Two different words, synonymous. Same thing. What rituals and routines am I intentionally using daily at home and at school? Do you have rituals and routines? If not, then I think you need to go back and think about your habits because it goes like this. You build healthy habits that become routines, that become rituals. And those rituals, you don't even have to think about. You start to gain clarity. You start to build systems that set future you up for success. So those are my best tips for whenever so whether or not you're going to a new grade level or not, you know, you, it all comes down to these, I, I guess, down to eight steps. Number one, lean on your team. Next, prioritize. Then eliminate. Then delegate. Then simplify. Then practice purposeful productivity. Manifest. Make it visual. Talk about what you want to feel. And think about how you're going to get there. And eventually, if you really stick with these things and believe that you can do it, because I know you can, you will systemize. All right, my friends, I know that this was helpful to someone out there and I would love to hear from you. So send me a DM on Instagram at Burned In Teacher or send me an email. Let me know what resonated with you at support at burnedinteacher.com. And if you want to submit your own question, go to burnedinteacher.com slash ask. Take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Burn on. 
If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of Burned In Teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.